Pickaxe. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Folks, welcome to Dungeons & Randomness. Since 2012, myself and an amazing cast of 18 have been telling stories in our homebrew world of Theria. Four different groups explore lost ruins, run for political office, rage against a mad king, set sail to long-forgotten islands, and so much more. Every group has a different story and flavor, and every season or arc has a new set of groups and stories all building the history of our world with every single session. Literally hundreds of hours of stories are waiting for you as part of the Pickaxe Network. Check out Dungeons & Randomness wherever you get your podcasts, and we'll see you around the table. It's been a long time. It's been ages. Bloody ages, like... When did we record episode 150? In April, wasn't it? Yes. Oh, Jesus. God, it's been two whole months. Jesus. Then we did 99... After that, I think. Oh, yeah. Remotely. Yeah, we right? did. We recorded we did. 99 <laughs> after episode 50. It was all very confusing, but we haven't spoken to each other. And I, it's been weird. I haven't spoken to Peter as well in like a month <laughs> yeah. and a half. Which is very odd when you work together. <laughs> you sit next to each other. It's, it's been video a is really awkward. weird. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, has everyone been anything exciting happened? No. No. Not really. It's, no, just, not really. it's just a bit. It's a bit warm, isn't it? It's a bit warm. I mean, lots of current affairs things have happened since last time. There's been (laughs) the the Jubilee. Of course. uh, For those who who care about things like that. There's been... The uh, Queen's Jubilees. Yeah. There's been Joris Bonson nearly getting in in big trouble twice. Because we had the party gate results. And then we also had the vote of no confidence. Uh, Um, Good times. Other stuff yeah. has happened too, probably. I don't know, but yeah. I'm, I'm happy that in in the last few months of the world kind of collectively going to shit, I got to enjoy well a night of pop world, which was a a, a good a good beacon of joy. I think it's yeah. Oh, I don't know. There's something special about pop world. And for people okay. who aren't familiar, pop world is just if you condense British culture, all the worst bits of it, into one big hot sweaty dark room. <laughs> it exists in that space, and it's they have one in every city. It's <laughs> yes. great. It's like a church or a cathedral. <laughs> <laughs> you're not you're not considered a city in the UK if you don't have a pop. <laughs> I was I was remiss. We we, we, keep, we had some, I had some friends visiting, and um, I, I'm used to Pop World in Newcastle where it's free entry. And when I rocked up to the front door, I was like, "Do you have to pay to get in?" It's like, "Yeah, to ten." I was like, "What for Pop World? <laughs> Shut up!" <laughs> and then actually, no, the, that was fine. I dealt with that. I was like, "Whatever, I'll get over that." And I paid eight pound for a drink. We went to the front of the club and then two lady dancers came up and had these champagne glasses filled with glitter and unleashed it. Oh and it my was God. a never what? ending torrential rain of glitter for like five, literally, I'm not lying, five minutes. And my drink by the end of it had like an inch thick oh, layer of confetti. I would it be and- so furious. Glitter is, it should be illegal. Yeah. Well, yeah, it wasn't even like the nice glitter. It was the, the good, good old fashioned fish killing plastic glitter. It was... <laughs> I had fun nonetheless. That's, That's terrible. The, the British classics. That's, That's been the highlight of my last two months. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Well, that's you all caught up then. Should we? <laughs> that's it. That's what's happened. That's everything. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Poddy. It's the official, official. Uh, vidiots, vidiots. Podcast. podcast. It's a conversational podcast where we take some questions from you at home and obey the law of the three us, where everybody brings a, a thing along to, to talk about. about. I'm Ben. I'm Peter. I'm Michael. <laughs> Brilliant. It was nice <laughs> doing it in the same room, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. There's a lot less, it's, it's, yeah. There's a lot less fear in it. It's, it's. You can just have faith. You can look the person in the eyes mm-hmm. and know yeah. that you're gonna, you're gonna pod at the right time and just get on with it. What um, we should do normally, is just yeah. insert the audio from that episode every time now <laughs> in all future recordings. On. Yeah, yeah. Maybe we should. Maybe we should. I was about to say at this point, I would normally ask you how you've been, but we've we've just done that. Ah, we've literally ah. just done that. Yeah. So instead. I'm going to tell you to give us money. That's what I'm going to do. Nice. Welcome back. <laughs> new century of episodes, new us. We're money hungry and uh, we're going to completely ruin the format and ruin the podcast for everyone because we're going to just make it all about making as much money as possible. Um, every thing will be sponsored now, from now on. Um, <laughs> every sponsored thing, imagine that. Every question comes from a Fortune 500 company as well. Right, yeah. So I think the first, you've got the questions, Peter. I think the first one's from uh, Shell. It is. Uh, they uh, want to know, do we really care about seals and penguins? Do we really? The answer, of course, is no. I've heard That's that fish actually question. love oil, so... They do. Like fish oil. It makes fish delicious. That's where they get it from. How are those cod livers going to function if we don't pour oil in the ocean? Precisely. And that keeps keeps my joints working too. My cod liver oil tablets. I mean, how can I have that without the other one? So that's question Uh, one done. Uh, Really exciting 100 episodes for you guys coming up. It's going to be great. And uh, you're going to love it. Uh, However, on a serious note, if you did want to support us financially, not that you have to, you could go to streamlabs.com forward slash podiots donate. If you donate £3 or more, you'll get a shout-out at the beginning and the end of the podcast. You will join Pod Squad, and uh, we'd appreciate it very, very much. Obviously, it's a voluntary contribution. You don't have to do it. We are a church, really. Yes. Uh, not like Pop World. You know, it's just vol- just, just to help fix the Podiot's roof. That's what we're raising <laughs> money for now, so do consider that. Mikey, do you want to kick us off? I would be... Absolutely, I would love to. I, I my words. Oh, give me a minute. I'm going to get back into. Get, well, get ready yeah. for some butchering. Jesus Christ! Do you think I've been bad the last few ones? This He's ready. Oh. <laughs> All right, here we go. <laughs> we begin with Lord Brotovic. Podiat's natural order again. Mister Blobby becomes a golf coach. Poga Red. Specky Becky. Donak O Seven. Kermit the Pog. Stephen Scordes. Freddy Weber. Uwu. <laughs> Ooh. Or ooh ooh if you, if you ooh, want to be like that. It's been spelled there. <laughs> ooh, E-W-E-W. Ooh, ooh. Bartek of Frothingham, Raindrop Joy, Farts McCool, the Achy Breaky Ian Jasper 57, the generous Check the Blobbies. <laughs> uh, and they say, did anyone check if Dick Marchinko was still twitching? Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Let the man rest in peace. <laughs> Rip, rip dick. Rip dick, rip dick. Rip dick. Oh, God. Mr. Macker, and lastly, Ben, 
Can I buy your base amp, please? Excuse me? Yeah. Oh. Yes, you can. I'm selling... Well, no, my parents want to sell my base amp from when I was a teenager. I don't know how this person knows, but uh, I must <laughs> have God, mentioned it weird. somewhere. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> this was a long time ago, maybe a year ago. I think I talked about that. Wow. Oh, right, yeah. okay. But yeah, you can if you want, sure. Yeah, there you go. Mm. Capitalist era podcast. Here we go. It's all about making money. Yeah, so we're just going to sell it. It's going to be Facebook Marketplace, the podcast now. <laughs> um, I'm just doing a quick Google because yeah. um, it just occurred to me, the mention of Mr. Blobby there. I think Mr. Blobby was involved in some sort of Jubilee celebration. Oh, no. Uh, yeah, he was on some, he was on some kind of game show as well recently, wasn't he? Uh, Blobby... Um, oh, it's just someone in a Mr. Blobby costume at like a street party. I don't know. I feel like he's done something officially recently, but I don't know what it was. Um, anyway, I'll, I'll read my squad now. Uh, yeah, go on in. I am herpes free since 2003. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Mr. Blobby becomes a mortician, which has been. <laughs> that's not how you spell mortician, is it? Don't think yeah. so. Uh, nipple eight. No, it's not. <laughs> the far wall. Uh, Caroline, can I have mum's ashes? Oh. Fecal Jugson. Uh, Cheggy Cheggy Bang Bang. Nice. Alice, my melodies of life. Scooby Drooby Drew. The very generous Jason Allenby, who says, taking a break from Twitter, so this will probably be the last time I join the pod squad. It's been an honour. Keep up the amazing podcasts. I will listen to each one. Thank you for well, your service, Jason. Thank Jason, you. if you still wish to be in Pod Squad, you can probably roughly work it out every four. Well, I mean, you can donate as soon as the next episode goes out. You'll still be yeah, in the Pod Squad. So. You don't have to donate within the last, you know, last two days before a recording. But uh, no pressure. It's up to you. But... <laughs> Absolutely no pressure at all. Uh, Mr. Macca, Kurt Cobain, how do I tube? Tony Hawk's prostate exam uh, and uh, the very generous Ace at Grace who says, wish me luck, I'm going for open heart surgery and have been stockpiling your podcasts. Funnily enough, when I first heard Hi Evelyn, I had been in ICU. Mickey, your serial Mickey, your serial (laughs) killer facts and ketamine led to some interesting hallucinations. Thanks, guys. Excuse me? Oh my (laughs) god. Have I been is is my is my side gig being rumbled here? (laughs) Am I actually dealing? (laughs) (laughs) I think they mean their ketamine and your serial oh facts. that makes sense right wow have fun with that jesus that's me wow uh well all the best ace at grace um hope you hope you do okay with your surgery yeah absolutely all the best to you yeah finally in the fast crew we have make ben fast 2022 david clittinson mm-hmm. gromit's lipstick and cheese Does oh that make sense to anyone that's Lipsticks are, are, are another word for doggy penis, isn't it? Oh, right. But the, oh, okay. Ch- I'm, yeah, oh, yeah. Mm, right. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Okay. Do better than that. Come on. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's just vulgar. Jenna Russ from Tom. That's very clever. But no, <laughs> not falling for it. Uh, Return of the Caroline. Caroline, can we play Jackbox? Caroline, no. That's it. That's the. <laughs> that's the story. I think there. Uh, Meaty Waffle Crust, A Brick Up My Dettol, Mr. Macca, Prince Beefcakes, Butt Cucumber Turns Brown. Great. Oh. Another very clever one. Uh, Big Titty Jesus 42. And the incredibly generous Corey Poindexter, 
who said, Good, long-time listener slash watcher, wanted to thank you three for always making me laugh, even through the awfulness of 2020. I bought a first run of the PS Vidiot's logo shirt years ago and realised I forgot to ask my question, so I'll tweet it at you. Cheers. Thank you, Corey. Thank Corey, you absolute, much, Corey. Absolute legend. Really generous, generous donation there. Yes. Absolutely. And that's your pod squad. Reminder. Yeah. Streamlabs.com forward slash podiats donations. Three pounds or more to get a shout out at the beginning and the end of the show. And you support the podcast as well. We appreciate you very much. Cheers. Thank you. Peter, you've got the questions. I have. I've got the question from Corey uh, <laughs> that was mentioned there on the, the last uh, donation. Uh, Corey asked, Hey lads, Corey Poindexter from The Donation tweeting a question. What's your favourite a thing one of the other two vidiots has ever brought along? Cheers and many thanks for always making me laugh. Mm. Um, now there's two things that we should say here. Uh, number one... We can't quite remember whether we have actually just been asked this very recently because it sort of sounds familiar, but I don't know if it's just from where we've read the question on on Twitter by from Corey. I I really I don't know. I have no idea. But uh, I think it's I think it's not been done. Uh, mm. And the other thing is, there are a lot of uh, things, aren't there? And it's difficult so to remember them all. So three hundred, yeah, three hundred yeah. things. Wow, that's that's that could right, take on um. Right. What, oh, what what was the plot? Three hundred again? Where were they going? Who were they fighting? They're uh, fighting uh, the sexy ma- androgynous man god. They were Spartans. And that's uh, all I remember. So our things are now officially part of a Spartan squad. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Well done then. Uh, blimey. Well. There's so many different ways to to come at this. I really like the the recurrent things. You know, I like doing um, uh, hello. I like doing tournaments, and I like not the yes. onions. Those are fun. Yeah. Um, but there's, there's got to be some some good one offs. I think, in just in terms of absurdity and like how much I enjoyed listening to it, it Ben's uh, dig through of Osama bin Laden's hard drive. Oh my god! It's oh, yeah. Just that was I don't. Just in the in the repertoire of things I would never expect to see or experience. That is like just truly, <laughs> truly astounding, and it was hilarious. It's, it's just everything. Everything is hard. I mean, some naughty stuff in there, but some just absolute crackers. Horse dance, horse dance, never horse, dance. Horse, horse dance, horse dance. I mean, that's some episodes of Tom and Jerry or whatever it was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, even Absolutely bad guys absurd. need downtime. Wasn't it so. almost the entire catalogue of Tom and Jerry? Because I'm sure so, yeah. that's what ended up trending. People were saying, "Did you know you can now watch any?" Uh, and it's hosted on the CIA's website. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> thanks to Osama bin Laden. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking really weird. Uh, that's so bizarre. Uh, one of my favourite things was uh, Peter's story about Meatface. Obviously, ah, uh, I did wonder yeah. who brought that, but yeah, that that's just that's an all timer. That's just uh, yeah. stuff of legend. I listened Meatface. to one of our um, uh the season highlights episodes recently and that was in there and i i did enjoy reliving it actually um, <laughs> back when before we ever knew and just as each extra fact comes out you know like we look at the photo and we're like oh my god what is this and then it's like the, the kids wanted to keep it and cook it and eat it for their dinner it's just a, <laughs> a real roller coaster um talking of roller coasters probably one of mine would be um uh the Rosie and Jim cassette saga. Oh, uh, yeah. Because yeah. we heard about it, and then that was kind of it. And then eventually you got the cassette, and we're like, oh, yeah, my God. But then we only got one. half of it because it was melted. It was The other side was warped. It wouldn't play. Warped. And then eventually you got 
How did that happen? Did someone send someone, it to you? Someone had the same tape and sent wow. a recording of the second half. Yeah, yeah absolute yeah. hero whose name I don't have to hand. But yeah, mm. couldn't believe Fantastic. it. I thought it was lost forever. Yeah. Brilliant it wasn't stuff. as scary as I remembered it being, but it was still pretty fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> All right, you just led me back down the rabbit hole of looking at the reviews for Feldhuis. Feldhuis. Oh, it's still Feldhuis. Feldhuis Fun Foods Poddy. It's Meat Facery. Meat <laughs> Facery. Uh, there's still reviews coming in, like as recently as a month ago. Um, Jesus. And remember, we all we did was change it to meat products. Someone added the word podiats, and I think someone else turned it into a meat facery. Uh, <laughs> yes. It's yes. a real cumulative community effort, that one. Oh, dear. Lest we also forget the dog rap. Dog rap, of oh, course. Of course, Jesus. Well, in a similar vein of musical stuff, the uh, Mary Podmas, uh, the, 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 the oh, podiats yeah. Christmas song. Oh, that, that, that had me grinning from ear to ear. It was <laughs> magical. I liked... Um, Actually, this is one of my this is one of my own things. But, oh, uh, toot, toot. Purely, purely as a as a group experience, and uh, the the way we all enjoyed it together. I enjoyed the the midi um, uh, garlic and chips. You know where like the midi <laughs> notes like create the actual acoustic sound. Oh god, it's fantastic! Yes, and like <laughs> half the audience were like, "That's one of the worst uh, things that's ever been submitted." Because I all I could hear was just just sound. And then, like the other half, was, were going, "Oh, that was great!" You know, I I heard every word. Yeah, uh, I could a divisive one. You know, the I um, nearly the... turned off is what some people said. Yeah, <laughs> I could oh, hear my... it clear as day. It's, it's it's very much it's what you know the the nightmare piano from Mario sixty four players when it goes around is the sound of MIDI Jugson. Yeah, <laughs> MIDI MIDI Jugson. <laughs> MIDI Jugson. There we go. That was nice. Yeah. A few yeah. uh, few uh, things. Um, so who's great? got a new thing that ooh, might become ooh. an all-time favourite? I do, I do, <gasps> because it's episode 100 adjacent. Ooh. Right. Oh, okay. Go now for it. Now, you might remember that I reached out to, uh, rather optimistically, to a lot of people. Yep. yep. To try and get a, uh, a video, slide, well, just audio message for to celebrate episode 100. I asked several people. Uh, Simon Miller came through. He did. And that was it. Uh, but I also asked the likes of David Miliband, uh, Dave Benson Phillips, <laughs> Dick and Dom, uh, Neil Buchanan, and also, uh, uh, what's his name? Dave um, Chapman, whose Dave agent Chapman, said she, would pa- she or he would pass it on to Dave. Yes. Otherwise known as the voice and the puppeteer behind the neighbor's cat. And Otis from Dick and Dom. Dick and Bomb. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> uh, Dick and Bomb in the Bungalow. And uh, we often quote... The Neighbours Cat, if you're not familiar with that name, you may well be more familiar with the Stoke-on-Trent song, which is featured prominently in a lot of our output. Yeah. Um, so I am thrilled to <gasps> say that I did eventually hear from Dave. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. I, I did hear from him. Uh, and I have the email chain here. Would you like to hear some of it? <gasps> yes, I please. hope it ends with leave me out of it. <laughs> Just leave me out of it. Hi, Ben. Sorry for delaying in the delay in getting back to you. It's so busy at the moment. And thanks for being complimentary about my work. It's no problem to record you a message from the neighbor's cat for your 100th episode. Oh my hopefully, God. iPhone recording will suffice. I'm on a job early tomorrow and then on a flight. So we'll hopefully get it to you late tomorrow afternoon. Is there anything specific? Uh, is there any anything specific stuff slash content slash names you want me to reference? Or are you happy for me to just go for it? Best, Dave. Oh, my God. Wow. See, I hope Dave. this doesn't have a sad ending, Ben. 
Well, oh. just you wait. There's a there's a Dave who actually followed through. Dave Bryan, Irish Dave. <laughs> His family had COVID. Like Ugh, that's an excuse. God. Come on. <laughs> Hi, Dave. Not a problem at all. I really appreciate you taking the time to get back to me. iPhone recording is absolutely fantastic. And the main beats are that it's our 100th episode. The three hosts are Peter, Michael and myself. The podcast is called Podiots, and then in brackets, podcast slash idiots. And we adore the Stoke-on-Trent song. Anything you could do involving that information would be fantastic. Um, and then he got back to me, and I don't know if he was maybe getting cold feet at this point. Right. But suddenly he just goes, hey, Ben, all good. No worries at all. Is there an episode where you reference the Stoke-on-Trent song that you could point me in the direction of so I can listen? Or is that oh, crazy no. talk? So I was thinking, maybe he thinks we're taking the piss right. a bit. You should have um, just sent him the, the game selection video. Oh, God. Well, <laughs> that was the fart one, though. Yes, it was. <laughs> Hi, Dave. Uh, pinpointing a specific moment in a specific episode will prove tricky, but we do quote it often, especially when we've been all over this week, is what I put in quotes. <laughs> I wish the following explanation would help clear things up, but it'll likely Especially only serve to when we've been all over this week. He's gonna he now he thinks you're taking the piss. He didn't before. I wish the following explanation would help clear things up, but it'll likely only serve to bewilder you. We ran a YouTube channel in 2018 called Vidiots, which Podiot spun out from, and this video is perhaps the first example of us talking about the Stoke on Trent song. It is the farting video. Oh, no! 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 <laughs> Why? Why? Oh, no. With a timestamp. <laughs> With a timestamp. So he doesn't have to listen to the farting. He just has to listen to the to the, the, the little tombola being spun. Uh. Um, I signed it off. I'm so sorry for making you watch that. But hopefully it proves our love for your work is true and just. Thanks, Ben. <laughs> I mean, at least, I mean, he comes from Dick and Dom in the Bungalow, which was oh, yeah. just wall-to-wall toilet humour, so... Yeah, yeah it's He very started true. it, basically. <laughs> yeah. This is your fault, Dave. He certainly did. <gasps> he then got back to me in a different new email chain. <laughs> right. And he sent me a file. <gasps> which no, is I... which you have called horsedancefLV.m4a. Yes, See, okay. initially, I wasn't sure how to reveal this to you. I was hoping I could pretend I had a different thing and then swerve you and right. surprise you. But I realized that most of the thing is explaining the journey to this point. So it yes. really doesn't... Yeah. Anyway, it's got a name that doesn't represent what it is. But if you want to press play and then quickly pause it, we can all mm -hmm. listen to it together. Uh, it's a bit delayed because obviously we are uh, a couple of weeks after episode 100 now and a long time after we recorded it. But are you guys ready for a very special message? I'm so ready. This guy, no joke, is a bit of an idol, actually. A bit of a hero. Not, not even Neighbours Cat-wise, but Otis the Aardvark was honestly yeah. one of my favourite things as a child. Are you ready, guys? So ready. Uh, three, two, one, play. Hello, Podiots. <laughs> oh, my God. It's me, the nervous cat from Dick and Dom in Da Bungalow, saying, hello, Podiots. Peter, Michael, Ben, the Podiots. Peter, Michael, Ben. It's like the Bible. <laughs> You've done 100 podcasts. Wow. Think how you could have spent that time more wisely, listening to <laughs> albums by Desiree, or helping old ladies across the road, even if they don't want to cross. Or baking lots of cakes for a loved one. <laughs> but you did. You made 100 podcasts, so well done you. 
I've done it now. I've said congratulations. Can I get two chicken wings? Somebody said, if I did it, two chicken wings. It's still recording. Well done. <laughs> wow. Oh, that's magical. Oh. <laughs> he came through. He did. Oh. He really did. The, the places that Vidiots and Podiots has taken us, that we've had personal messages from Dave Benson Phillips, the neighbour's cat. We've got signed photos of Dick and Dom. And We're going to meet them soon as well. Yes, yes. yes. Oh, goodness oh, me. That, oh, that's more than I ever could have hoped for. It's is, is weirdly unnerving. I don't know why. Yeah. He knows who you right are. right in now. your ears and say your name. He's yeah. watched you fart, Michael. <laughs> oh my god i feel like that's a badge of honor i'm gonna i'm gonna take that to my grave that that's it as a crowning achievement wow i really fucking tested him as well i could have sent him a real softball like in terms of here's a clip of us reciting the song but i just could that was the only example that yeah that you of. can actually find by searching yeah. the channel oh. yeah but he still came through uh he and did. he did it he did it for us and he so. did it for free well, did I say that? You didn't. Well, that's why that was a question, not a statement. Okay, I I don't uh, disclose his fee or any further information because I really don't want people to pester him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I I won't comment on that either way. But he was he really did us a solid. And uh, thank you, David Chapman. Thank, thank you very your... much, David Chapman. I hope you'll send him this uh, time stamped bit of podcast Ben well I mean it'll be two months after <laughs> last oh, email right, him, yeah. so, he so this might... was that long ago was it yeah it was a while I think oh, I think okay. he's, he's definitely long since forgotten now and I okay. doubt that he Fair would enough. be that interested in no in no probably no. not I thought maybe he'd only just got round to doing it because I'm sure he's a busy man yeah um, seems like he is but he's uh, in Star Wars as well he's, a he's Star in Wars Star Wars he does BB-8 the little yeah. ball boy isn't he little ball droid mm. um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a testament to him as a person that he not only humoured the email chain then like went deep into it I got sent a video and still went along with it he wanted to do the research I like to think it's because he's a professional he wanted to do the research you know yeah yeah, yeah. and I appreciate he, he did it he didn't just do the voice but he it was like he was halfway through a shoot at Pangborn, you know. Two chicken wings, please. <laughs> he was he was in the middle of he's busy. You know, he's in Slough or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's my thing. I wish it would have been in time for episode hundred, but I did leave it until literally four days before we recorded to email everyone. So <laughs> right. that's that's my bad. Uh but uh, that is my thing. Well what a dream. That's Absolutely fantastic spectacular. stuff. Incredible work. Well done, Ben. Well done. Thank you got, you, you got, I think you got the best one. The best one came through. He yes. really went for it. He really <laughs> did his best, you know? He did. Yeah. Uh, on to another question here. This is from uh, Addy at 2Addy underscore P on Twitter. Fuck, marry, kill. Mike Wazowski, Woody <laughs> from Toy Story and the car from Cars. What's his name? <laughs> Lightning, Lightning McQueen. McQueen. Lightning McQueen. He's only posted photos. He's not even put their <laughs> okay. names. Uh, kill Mike. Lightning McQueen. Yeah. yeah, because he's shit and cars is shit. And if you like cars, you're twelve. So grow and I up. Want to fuck or marry a car? Uh, uh, fuck Mike Wazowski because he's fit, and yes. then marry Woody because he has job security and he's brave. And yeah, he sounds like and it Tom means Hanks. You, you don't necessarily have to fuck him because he is only a sort of four inch toy. So, oh, yeah. oh uh, god, that would prove difficult. Uh huh. Those are my thoughts, anyway. I don't know if you guys agree, but that's, I that's was gonna what I would go for. Settle on exactly that. Yeah. Oh, well, look at um, that. 
exactly the same. I mean, Wazowski exudes sheer sex appeal, so it was never yeah. going to go any other way. That no. guy fucks quite clearly. He fucks. He does, and also I. He's but but he's also sort of wacky and slightly accident prone enough that he probably wouldn't make a good spouse. You know, you don't no. want yeah. to have to rely on him for life. Whereas Woody, he's got it all. Yeah, and lest we forget, Mike is a one-eyed monster too. So that's good. Yes, indeed. Oh. That's what you want. Oh, God. Uh, well, we sorted that one pretty quickly. We did. We fucking fixed that. Jeez, <laughs> fuck you, Lightning McQueen. <laughs> no, no, no. There's no redeeming qualities of that man. He's, no, nah. no, nothing. Nothing going for him. Nope. Um, there's a question here that I also meant to sort of do at the start because it's a bit of housekeeping. It's only a, a mini question. Uh, but I'll do it now before we get too far along. Actually, no, I'll do it at the end. I'll save it for the very end. So, oh, God, I forgot, to, I forgot the thread, the photo thread. I should add a photo of. Oh, you should. You should. Um, so, oh, stay tuned for, for some interesting. I know I just literally described it as housekeeping, which makes it sound boring. But it's actually, uh, I think you'll want to hang around for it. So, uh, yeah. Uh, time for a thing then. Mikey, do you want to go now or after me? I would absolutely love to go now, if you don't mind. Go for it. I come with a tale about a man, and that man's name is Ken Allen, the name of champions. He's a master of escapism, a daring thief, and a musical inspiration. With fans all across the world, this individual made quite an impact on their time on Earth. Except this wasn't any ordinary man. Ken Allen was actually... An orangutan. <laughs> Ken the orangutan. Ken yeah. Allen. I could hear you Mr. smiling Allen. all the way through that, Mikey. I knew there was a twist coming. <laughs> the other week, I, I went down a pit of just looking at orangutan pictures and videos and going, oh, they're great, aren't they? Was it after that clip that went round of the uh, the person being pulled up against the bars? Is that why? <laughs> Wait, what? I'm not, I'm not familiar with that. Oh, my oh, God. Okay, I'll have to find it for you guys. It's uh, That sounds horrifying, is it? <laughs> it's an influencer uh, stepped over the... Stepped, like, through the barrier and went right up to the bars. And it was, and then it, like, grabs him by the leg and it's, like, yanking him. And he's sort oh of going... Oh, my ah, God. Ah. Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's pretty... It's quite kind of horrible. Docile, aren't they, orangutans? Sorry? I thought they were meant to be quite docile, aren't they? You'd think so. I don't know if it's like actively trying to hurt him, but it's just grabbing hold of him. But um, the person who sent it to me was like, oh my God, this watch this video, it's hilarious. And I watched it, I was like, fucking hell, that's not funny at all. That's (laughs) that's really scary. (laughs) Jesus. I'll try and find it, but uh, do carry on, Mikey. Yeah, on the whole, orangutans are are generally lovely, gentle creatures and absolute little legends. I highly recommend just going down a rabbit hole of looking at them. God, I want to meet an orangutan now. Monkey hole. Mm -hmm. He was one of San Diego Zoo's most notorious residents. He was known for escaping his enclosure to go on walks around the zoo. And in his 30 years of living there, his escape antics delighted tourists to the horror of his keepers. People came from around the world to see escape artist Ken Allen, earning him quite the fan club. Ken Ken Allen was a BBC presenter. Yeah. Yes, yeah, in like the seventies with a strong mustache. Is he a member of that famous family with Keith Allen and Lily Allen? And yeah. there's another one as well. Uh, Alfie. The, Alfie yeah, Allen. All those yeah. famous Allens. And then also Ken, the escapologist. <laughs> this is the best Allen, the number one Allen. Yeah. 
So that's for, um, oh, uh, oh, a little bit more back, background story on Ken Allen. I'm going to say the words Ken Allen a lot because it's just quite, I just, I did something really at least alluring about that name yeah. attached to a monkey. It's, oh, so good. Uh, so Ken Allen was a male Bornean orangutan who lived in San Diego Zoo from the 1970s until the year 2000. And during his decades of captivity, he became notorious for escaping his enclosures at least nine times. Wow. Quite, quite the artist. His first escape took place on June 13th, 1985. The 250-pound orangutan climbed up his retaining wall at the San Diego Zoo and escaped his exhibit. He walked down a public path towards crowds of weekday tourists, greeting them as they passed. He even took in his surroundings, stopping to look at the other animals as if he was a visitor at the zoo before being led back to his cage by, by concerned <laughs> zookeepers. Some man who just wants to have a nice day out, you know. Screw it. You got you got a zoo on your doorstep. You want to go experience it? Why not? Yeah. You never think about that, really. That you can be an animal in a zoo, and there could be like a lion there or like an elephant. But like, if you're in the wrong part of the zoo, you'll never get to see it. Oh. <laughs> there, should, there should be a mandated part of whenever you get an animal in a zoo. At least let them look at the other animals. Give them a quick tour before you <laughs> lock them up. Yeah. Oh. In this instance, would not be the last time that the ape escaped. Oh, very good, very good. Uh, sorry, this is oh, I need to find the article I pulled this from. But um, yeah, a good pun there. Well done, them. But instead of a PR disaster, for a brief time in San Diego, Ken Allen became a folk hero. <laughs> <laughs> After that first escape, zoo officials ramped up security in his pen, an open area with a jungle gym made of utility poles and a large moat in the back. Behind the moat was a massive wall, which they then extended an extra four feet. <laughs> but this wasn't enough to contain Ken Allen. Ken Allen. <laughs> Ken Allen. A few weeks later in July, he managed to climb the wall yet again. This time he was a bit more irritable. <laughs> oh God. Zookeepers found him in front of another ape enclosure, tossing rocks at another monkey named Otis, a fellow oh. orangutan. <laughs> and a former pen mate, who, according to the Los Angeles Times, was not known to be amiable. So clearly, Ken had some beef with Otis. Wow. <laughs> went so he went out of his way to find the arsehole cellmate he used to have. And <laughs> thought, I'm going to throw rocks at him from here. <laughs> oh, so already, absolute legend. The escapes continued. That August, Ken Allen found a crowbar in his pen that the workers had left behind. Oh. I'm just going to say that's a, that's a big whoopsie. I mean, yeah. giving giving apes weapons is is a dangerous move, especially to one that is notorious for getting out and mixing with the guests. But oh well, he then tossed the crowbar at another orangutan, Vicky, who used it to pry open a window and let Ken out. So um, yeah, I, so this isn't this wasn't done out of malice. He tossed the orangutan, tossed tossed the orangutan, tossed the crowbar and said, "Here, use this. Break me out of whatever I'm being held in." Wow. And uh, yeah, he got out yet again. After that incident, he was moved temporarily to an indoor pen with a quote unquote black and white television with one working channel. And that's, I think that's maybe the saddest thing I've ever read. <laughs> Bless him. Oh, he deserves No wonder he wanted channel. to escape this place. Yeah. <laughs> uh, according to the Times, while zookeepers increased the security. Sorry. Uh, yeah, so they, they put him in there while they uh, worked on his actual exhibit and, you know, bolstered it up to contain Ken Allen. <laughs> Zookeepers probably should have seen his knack for escaping earlier. He was born in captivity. Ken Allen got his name from the two zookeepers, Ken Willingham and Ben Allen. So that's the origin of the name. It's not just because it was a funny name. It's nice. It's nice. 
Uh, they rescued him from his also captive mother after she attempted to smother him, which, um, oh. bless him. <laughs> How could you do that to poor little Ken? Bless him. He's got two names as well. He's, he's, not, just, <laughs> two um, names. he's not just Ken the orangutan, that's Ken Allen the well, orangutan. Miss, Mr. Allen to you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> as an adolescent, he would regularly unscrew the bolts of his cage and explore his nursery at night returning in the morning and putting it back together before his keepers arrived and noticed wow. what he had done. That's exceptional. I love oh, that. Big, big fan of Ken. <laughs> Reports of the orangutan's quest for freedom, especially in the 80s, an era known for its smaltzy patriotism. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I guess people are just willing to, to go on to anything that invoked joy and inspiration. Uh, it became a major selling point for the zoo. It began printing T-shirts featuring all the headlines written about Alan and sold them for $14 a piece. <laughs> Free Ken Allen bumper stickers were also printed. <laughs> I want one so badly. And he was recently immortalized by San Diego's Monkey Paw Brewing Coo, Co, 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 with a beer flavor named of the same slogan. One newspaper article described him as the Harry Houdini, a oh, nickname that stuck big fan ken allen even had a fan club consisting mostly of retirees of the zoo who uh, who called themselves the orang gang <laughs> one member a lab assistant named twyla twyla baker sorry printed a 100 scribe subscriber newsletter called the orang gang news <laughs> i love this a san diego based psychiatrist named dennis gersten who now sports an eye patch and goes by David, uh, the article points out for some reason. Right, <laughs> okay. Important information. Uh, enough talk about Alan. Let's, let's talk about Gersten. Uh, this uh, this uh, psychiatrist was, all, was so inspired by Ken Allen that he wrote a song about him. Um, I'm going to quickly play just a, a, quick, a quick snippet of it because I, I think it's delightful. Uh, a little ape could inspire so much joy. Uh, here we go. Never speaks too much, he has big old hairy hands. He's got a lifetime sentence for some monkey around. He said no bars. Oh, yes, it's, it's a lovely little. It almost wow. sounds like a Neil Cicerega song, obviously, before. It does Neil actually, Cicerega. yeah. <laughs> it broke up a lot for me, but what I did hear was, he has big old hairy, hairy hands. hands. And that was, that's all that came through for me, but I assumed the song was as good as that. It's it's an absolute bop. I highly recommend finding it. I think it's called The Ballad of Ken Allen. <laughs> Search that, you'll find it. It's absolutely lovely. Um, a side note here. Um, in, in the comments of that music video, I was just scrolling around to see what was in there. Uh, the, the, the pinned comment had a tale about Ken Allen that I didn't find elsewhere. It goes, He was so calm. To many people, Ken Allen seemed like he was a trained orangutan. One day, as Ken Allen was wandering around the zoo... A woman handed him her very young baby. Oh, <laughs> absolutely oh bonkers. Ken held the baby sweetly and calmly, but word got to the zookeepers very quickly, who arrived on the scene, took the infant from Ken Allen and put it back in the woman's arms with no harm done. Uh, that... The harm was putting it back in her arms, <laughs> yeah. taking it somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, this woman cannot be trusted with a child. God. Yeah. Obviously, there's there's no sources for that, but I choose to believe that because that's... <laughs> 
Imagine giving your child to a monkey. That's, that's <laughs> not right. It's insane. Oh, dear. Uh, a, um, I'm going to skip the bits about Gersten. I don't, I'm only here for Alan, not Gersten. But apparently, apparently Gersten's wrote more than 2,200 songs. Wow. <laughs> Wow. Quite, quite, quite the, quite the discography. Mm. Um, meanwhile, zookeepers struggle to contain Ken Allen. <laughs> all this, there's a whole fanfare going on, and I think it's it's only it's only spurring Mr. Allen along even more. They surrounded the moat's wall with electric wire and hired rock climbers to look for a, a potential escape routes from within wow. the enclosure. Once the orangutan learned not to try anything around uniformed zoo employees, they went undercover disguising themselves as tourists. Mm. Uh, what one headline dubbed as, quote-unquote, guerrilla tactics. Good. Very good. good. Very Brilliant. good. Eventually, the zoo spies caught him climbing, quote-unquote, like Spider-Man, up the exterior wall before brushing the electric, wa- uh, brushing electric wire and giving up. The new security measures seemed to work, according to one report. Ken Allen, quote-unquote, settled down as a family man. Oh. But that was only a ruse. Oh, no. Can't contain Ken. He's unstoppable. Two years later, so Ken clearly bided bided his time. He started planning and, you know, know, let let everything die down. Let the hype die down. Let everyone think, you know, he's he's settled down. He's not going to escape again. Yeah, two years later, he escaped once again. This time, his enclosure's water pump clogged, causing the moat to dry up. Before anyone noticed... According to a Los, Los Angeles Times article, he walked across the dry moat and hoisted himself onto the rocks outside the enclosure. Now, it doesn't directly blame Mr. Allen here for clogging the water pump, but I've got a feeling he he knew what he was doing. He, that he spent yeah. two years planning this escape route and clogged some bananas up the up Yeah, the he's been saving banana skins <laughs> for months and months. <laughs> paid off. Once again, he wandered around the zoo, posing for photos with tourists. <laughs> uh, a zoo gardener spotted him and cleared the area. As security guards converged on him, guns ready. Jesus Whoa. Christ. <laughs> oh, calm down, calm down. Escalation. Ken Allen bolted, heading toward the lion pens. Okay, oh, Ken, no. Oh, Jesus. Mustn't. No, Ken, please, no. Before he reached them, veterinari- veterinarians managed to corral him back to his enclosure. And he was nervous and agitated, but ultimately unharmed. Good it was boy. the farthest from his enclosure that he'd ever gotten. <laughs> desperate zookeepers, uh, sorry, desperate zookeepers added female orangutans to his pen, thinking they could distract him. We <laughs> thought maybe he was jealous of Otis's three female friends. Uh, zoo spokesperson Jeff Duet told the Times, so we gave him four more hoping his wanderlust would turn into just lust. Wow. <laughs> Love it. Trying to place you at your monkey with female friends. Amazing. Mm, what a naughty, horny boy. Naughty, naughty boy. Ken Allen was a bad influence on his new friends, obviously. A few months later, two of them, Jane and Kumang, found a five-foot-long squeegee left behind by window washers and used it to climb up the wall. Jane was found walking on the path near the flamingo exhibit, and uh, they, well, yeah, they both got out, had a little wander, as Ken taught them to do, and they were both returned to their pen. In all, the zoo spent roughly forty-five thousand dollars on new security measures, and the escapes finally stopped. Sadly, so ultimately, he he let he he, he quit the game with a, a count of nine total breakouts. Good for him. Yeah. 
And yeah, it's, it's apparently the scenes when he break out would result in crowds cheering him on as, as key people, key, uh, key zookeepers would run after him trying to get him back. <laughs> <clears throat> Do you know Even if he's still the, with us, Mikey? Do you know if he's oh, still alive? Well, we'll get to that. It's, uh, it's not a bad end. Well, it's, no, it's, not, it's, okay. it's not the worst end, but it's not, it's not the best. Even for those who remember them, Ken Allen's escapes have become the stuff of legend. When my dad was younger, he and his friends went to the zoo when Ken Allen got out of his enclosure. He was walking around, shaking everybody's hands, looking at animals and having a good time. <laughs> the local news kept up with him for a few more years, but the cov- coverage gradually faded and Ken Allen returned to a simple life of sitting in his pen and giving young children the finger. <laughs> what a I love life. this narrative that like, whenever he escapes, he goes round posing for photos like just they've they're just applying like human motivations onto this animal that does not understand what a photo is like oh yeah he went around posing photos shaking people's hands looking at animals in the zoo i will not stand for this 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 these bad words against ken allen he knew exactly what he was doing maybe saying that i can't find a single shred of evidence about this (laughs) the photos so you know Uh, In the winter of 2000, this is where it gets sad. I'm sorry. Every animal story has to end like this. I wish I could find more current animals. In the winter of 2000, Ken Allen began acting erratically and was diagnosed with B-cell lymphoma. The Orangang News published a special two-page tribute edition and held a candlelit vigil for him. Retired postal employee and Orangang member Marlene McLee told the Times he'd have done the same for us. (laughs) <laughs> with, with yeah. Lit- sorry, shouldn't, shouldn't shouldn't be laughing now. This is where I get sad. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> Ken, we're all here for you. With little hope of survival, Ken Allen was euthanized and cremated no. on December first, two thousand. Oh. He was twenty nine years of age. Fuck. The zoo installed a memorial in his o- in his honor. Then was it just escaped? outside of a plane. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Actually, I need to see this memorial. Yeah, maybe it's like it's like a fitting tribute of him climbing the walls or something. See if I can find something for you, Mikey. <laughs> Thank you. But then again, maybe that's just what they want you to think. Perhaps Ken Allen faked his death in an elaborate final escape plan, and he's laying low across the border in Mexico. And maybe one day he'll return, if only to return uh, to throw more rocks at Otis. Oh, beautiful. And that's- that's the story. Oh, there it is. There's, 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 there's Ken, uh, Ken Allen's. Ken little gravestone. Oh. Paying what, respects what? to this absolute oh. mad lad. It's someone's Snapchat. <laughs> oh, it's a lovely, lovely tribute. It's a big slab with a lovely portrait of Ken Allen on it and a little, oh. little bio about him. That is lovely. Oh. I'd like to point that out was. that there are approximately four photos of this. And then the next one is a memorial to British officers. <laughs> on the same right as a result of the same search uh, that, uh, that was that was um, from a newsweek article um from actually god oh i got i got surprised there i saw today's date at the top of it i was like wait that's not right no that's just today's date that's from yeah. 2016 okay uh, so that's, that's an old article at this point but he lives on and we're here to pass on the tale of ken allen may he live forever he's a hero <laughs> he will live on in us there you go. There's, there's, there's a lovely little monkey, little bit of monkey business for you. Very good. Thank you, Love Michael. It. Thank you very much, Mikey. Big fan of that. <laughs> and the best thing is still just that he's called Ken Allen. Ken yeah, Allen that's... is such a brilliant name. <laughs> it is. Uh, okay, we've got a question here from uh, which one next? From Tommy the Wank Engine at Triggerly Sear Eyed T, who hey. says. 
you get to punch someone in the face real friggin' hard, and yeah. they'll have no knowledge of it after all said and done. Who do you pick? Uh, and then he said, personally, I think I'd go at Dave on Twitter, which is Whoa, Dave. wow. Dave, wow. Dave, Dave. Dave. Clenching your fists. <laughs> Stop yeah. clenching your fists. Oh, uh, so you get to punch someone. No, There'll be no repercussions whatsoever, no charges of assault. They won't even know that you've done it, but you get the satisfaction of absolutely walloping them. <laughs> hmm. That's, That's a, a weird one. It's a special one. Yeah, because it's not just like you punch them in the nose. It's, just, it's, just a, it's espionage punches. Yeah. It's yeah. purely for your own satisfaction, really. There are some famous um, people, obviously, that I would like to punch in the face. But at the same time, there's a number of people who no one will know the name of who, are, who I would like to punch in the face. <laughs> yeah, that's true, actually. I hadn't even thought. I would just, my mind went to celebrities. But yeah, there are definitely some people I would love to punch in the face. <laughs> yeah. There's a guy I, I was in halls with at uni yeah. who was just <laughs> probably the most obnoxious, ignorant person I've ever met in my life. Um, love to punch him in the face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, this is hard. I, it's, it's really easy to go for low-hanging fruit. Yeah, like, like politicians and stuff. Yeah, I feel like I need to. I need to give it a little bit of a personal twist. But God, it would be nice to po- punch Piers Morgan. Oh, Just yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, that's. I mean, yeah, yeah, mm. Trump, obviously. So, yeah, yeah Trump's just an Trump's easy one. Obvious one, and Boris. Um. I'm trying to, like, if you could, like, if somehow you could go invisible. And, I mean, I guess, yeah, the whole, uh, you have to go invisible for this to, to, to this this in, un, unacknowledged punch to work. But maybe just someone doing something very important and just side sideswiping them at an opportune time and just yeah. throwing them off the game, ruining yeah. the day. Um, Vladimir Putin. Yeah, that'd be a good one. <laughs> yeah, take that. Uh, it, it, you'd kind of feel like, it's not really enough, though, is it? It would almost feel a bit inadequate. I mean, I, b- yeah. I guess it's better than not being able to punch him in the face. But if if all you do is punch him in the face and then he doesn't even know it, it's yeah, like, okay, you fixed well, it. What's you, that? you sold yeah, exactly. it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, Christ. This is a tough one. Is there anyone in real life that you obviously? I'm not suggesting you name them, but it, yeah. has something has something ever happened to you that you would be willing to describe on the podcast where you think I'd love to punch that person? Ah, um, oh, I mean, there are definitely people I'd like to punch in the face, but I'm not going to say their name. No, no, don't say their names. Um, oh. Damn. Fuck okay, it, I'm just gonna go. I'm not Piers Morgan. I'm James Corden. It's not James that he's not. Gordon. He's not evil. He's just. He's just annoying. I think if anyone deserves, you know, just yeah, like it's the kind of person who like, yeah, you're not gonna achieve anything by punching him, and you don't really have to achieve anything by doing it. It's just relatively therapeutic. And hmm, what about what about a fictional person? Ooh. Yeah, or. What what about someone who you don't want to punch them because you don't like them, but perhaps they've just got a punchable face, just mm. in terms of the the texture. Maybe like it would be it would make good slow mo or something, you know? Checkers, check checkers, dead or alive? Dead, yeah, dead. Naked or clothed? Naked and dead. <laughs> oh no! Oh, yeah. I, I, I don't know why the second you said punchable faces I, I, I've got nothing against this man I think they're wonderful and they've never done anything bad as far as I'm aware Haley Joel Osmond 
<laughs> oh, okay. I don't, yeah. I don't know Does why. Does just, just looks, annoy you? No, it's just, it looks like it's a face that'd be fun to punch. That's the thing, I, like, people often say about Rowan Atkinson that one of the reasons he's been a successful performer as a comedian is that he has a very... He, it's weird, like, the, the the number of times you see people describe, like, his rubbery face or his poseable face or, like... <laughs> and there'll, there'll be people like that who, if you whacked them, it would just look great. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, you know, they wouldn't suffer for it because they they would never know. And that's yeah. part of the terms of the thing. So you're not doing it out of malice. You're doing it just for pure enjoyment. Just, just to see what it's like. I mean, Ben, you mentioned fictional characters. I'd like to punch Boss Nass in the face. Boss from, Nass. Uh, yeah. yeah. Imagine the wobbles. The wobbles would be good. <laughs> I'd like to quite punch, uh, I'd quite like to punch, sorry, uh, Sauron from Lord of the Rings in the face. Yeah. Just because in this headcanon, I'm a hobbit and I live in the Shire. And when he inevitably, you know, marches his armies across all of Middle Earth and takes over everything, I can say to people, I punched him in the face. I punched him. I punched, I punched that guy in the face, and he doesn't even know. I punched him right yeah. in the fucking face. No idea. Yeah, that would work. That'd be a fun one. Might be quite fun to punch nearly headless Nick oh, off of the Harry yeah, Potter. Punch it right Ooh. off and make his head flop. Oh, that yeah. Yeah, that that's that's a good one actually. I think because yeah, it's be like a game, like you know those uh, in pubs where you get the we got to punch the punching bag. You can hit it hard enough yeah. to, to sever it and make it go flying. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck JK Rowling. Yeah. 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 Brilliant. Yeah. yeah. Well, there we go. There's plenty of punchable people there. So many punchable people. Yeah. Um, so I've got a thing here. Um, it was sent to me, or I was sort of tagged in it, I think, by. Uh, hang on, let me just open it. I've, um, I think it was Samuel de Barber. Um, where's it gone? I had it open before the podcast. There it is. Uh, yes, at Samuel DeBarba on Twitter. Um, tagged me in a tweet thread that did very well um, earlier this month. 17,000 likes. Good for them. Um, it's, so I'm just going to read this verbatim. But I, So credit where it's due. I'll, I'll name the person in a second. But I just thought you guys would really enjoy this. So I'm just going to read okay. this person's thread. Um, this is by Owl at the Library at... Sketch Esby Bows on Twitter. So, most people are unaware that 101 Dalmatians, the novel, has a bonkers sequel called The Starlight Barking. It has Ooh. never been filmed. It can never be filmed. It is unfilmable. Come with me on this journey. One Hell tweet yes. out of eight. Uh, I it's, think I've heard about this. Right. It's really weird. It's fucking so this, mental. This is the sequel to 101 Dalmatians, the book. Okay, keep that in mind. So that is basically just about a bunch of Dalmatian puppies. I, I mean, I don't know how to what extent Disney directly adapted it, but my understanding is, you know, Cruella de Vil kidnaps some puppies. She wants to turn them into a coat, and then eventually she gets her comeuppance. That's basically it, right? Um, but the sequel goes like this. One morning, the Dalmatians awaken to find that every human in the world has fallen into a mysterious sleep. But dogs now have superpowers. They can fly, operate doors and machines with their minds, and speak telepathically over long distances. They neither <laughs> hunger nor thirst. So I'm right? a big fan of that in, in the pantheon of um, superhero abilities, opening a door is in there. I mean, it's yeah. right, that is important, but... Well, I guess the person who was writing this, I don't know, the author of 101 Dalmatians, thought, 
oh, thing is, if I put all the humans into a deep sleep, all the dogs are just going to be stuck in a house. Like, it'll <laughs> go nowhere. Um, Pongo, who I believe is the dad dog from the first book slash film, swooshes to London to meet his daughter, Cad Pig, who is now acting <laughs> prime minister. A meeting of the cabinet is held, which consists of the dogs owned by every human member of the cabinet. <laughs> the dogs agree that Cruella de Vil must be murdered. Um, in fact, I should... There are some amazing pictures that go along with this, which I think are illustrations from the book. Uh, how can I do this? I'll have to send it... Send the tweet to myself so I can show you guys. Cad pig. Um, yeah, I, I was, I was yeah. stuck on that as well, yeah. That's odd, isn't it? <laughs> um, I'm just going to post it in Discord so you guys can see the pictures, but I would urge you not to read ahead. Okay. Um, but there we go. Okay. Oh, they're pretty. That's lovely. Good That's illustrations. Adorable. Yeah. Dog assassins are dispatched to Cruella de Vil's estate in the hopes of killing her and ending the mysterious sleep. But when they arrive, they find that she is also sleeping. Pongo is now very afraid. Who is responsible for this dark magic? So I guess they assumed that Cruella had done it, but she's also afflicted. Um, a mysterious voice, uppercase V, speaks through the television, commanding every dog in London to convene at Trafalgar Square at midnight. The voice says that it will address every dog in the world simultaneously to make an urgent announcement. At the stroke of midnight... A space dog appears atop Nelson's column. He explains that he is Sirius, Lord of the Dog Star, and that Earth is going to be destroyed in a nuclear war. Sirius loves Earth dogs and wants them to return with him to his home planet. Can I just remind you, this is a sequel, an official <laughs> actual sequel to 101 Dalmatians. Pongo and Cadpig, who are now the de facto leaders of Earth Dogs, meet with their advisors in the National Gallery. They agree that even if the Earth is destroyed, they could never abandon their owners. Aww. They will stay on Earth. Sirius accepts their decision with regret. Before returning to his home planet, he warns the dogs that their whooshing abilities will disappear at sunrise. The dogs whoosh home and their owners awaken totally unaware of the global drama that transpired while they slept. And that's it, seemingly. That's the end of the book. So I don't know if they sort of die in a nuclear war off camera uh, or what, but um, <laughs> that for you there is The Starlight Barking by Dodie Smith, the sequel to 101 Dalmatians. Okay, but Cad is Cad Pig? Cat pig. Okay. Apparently, that was a character in 101 Dalmatians. I mean, I is, heard is, of Pongo, but I've not heard of Cat pig. And for some reason, Cat pig is the hardest part to believe in that entire <laughs> sequel book. What I like is that the dogs still hold cabinet meetings, and it's just the dogs that belong to cabinet members have been, you know, they're they're the, the now elected or de facto members of the cabinet. I think that's brilliant. That yeah, fantastic. I'm a big fan of the illustration of them all just gathered around holding yeah. the meeting. That's at, oh. at the cabinet desk table cat room. Pig. Cat pig. <laughs> <laughs> ben just can't get over the cat. What were pig. they thinking? How's it spelled? It's like two insults. Uh, C A D P I G. Cat pig. Okay, so a computer aided design pig. Yes. <laughs> 
Exactly that. What in the what in the fuck, man? Cadpig. I'm looking at Cadpig's Wikipedia entry now. Cadpig is a Dalmatian puppy who only appears in 101 Dalmatians the series, oh. voiced by Kath Susie. Of the original 15 puppies born to Perdita and Pongo. Yeah, Perdita, I'm fairly sure. Maybe Perdita, that was just yeah. in the Disney show because they were like, fucking Cadpig, are you joking? She's going to be called Perdita. <laughs> Perdita is the female more... protagonist of the 1961 Disney animated feature film. Yes, yeah, because I remember they're in um, Kingdom Hearts as well, Pongo and Perdita. I remember their names from it. So Cadpig must have been the original name and Disney just thought, absolutely not. <laughs> we are not calling uh, the protagonist cat there is actually one more tweet um at the end of the thread that i somehow missed it says this novel has everything magical flying dogs an alien invasion a team of dog assassins the prospect of nuclear war it's absurd that disney has overlooked this book while churning out prequels and reboots you're <laughs> leaving money on the table fellas i agree that's uh, this God, seeing this put into a big feature film would be spectacular. Yeah, we had 102 Dalmatians. I would much rather we just had Star... What's it called? Uh, the Starlight Barking. I've, I've gone on the uh, Amazon page for the book oh, to see yeah? if there's any fun reviews. Uh, the, only, the only real standout one is uh, this one from Ron Gribble. Two stars, headline, disappointing. And the, the, the body of the review is just... A big step down from 101. Oh. <laughs> well, this is, we're on episode 101 as well. Hey! We are. So our oh next God. episode is going to be fucking mental. The next episode is just going to be called The Starlight Barking, yes. I think. <laughs> Even if it's got nothing to do with that, that's what it has to be called. <laughs> wow. Oh, good. That's Amazing. That's mad. Big Thank you, Peter, for sharing that with us. You're very welcome. Bit of a quick one, but uh, yeah. Thank you to Samuel DeBarba for sending that to me. I thought it was fantastic. Um, so we've got one more proper question and then I'll uh, move on to the little extra bit of info that I'm sure the extra 50s exciting extra 50s yeah Mm -hmm. Uh, but we've got a question here from Jamie at Trickart Beast A Beast A uh, on Twitter who says it's too hot outside what do you do to cool down Mm. I put my t-shirt in the fridge overnight that's That's really smart wow um so it is getting warm in the UK. At time of recording, tomorrow will be the the peak of the current heat wave that we're dealing with. I mean, I say heat wave. It's not actually that bad. Uh, it's a bit uncomfortable, I think. But uh, Well, certainly up in Newcastle anyway. I don't know about you, Mikey. Uh, we're looking at 30 degrees tomorrow down here. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> I think for us it's going to be like 25 or something. Disgusting. It's just, it's still, it's still too hot, I would say, but it's you can't. I won't complain. But 30, I would complain. I'm. Um, I'm going to be honest. I. I. I just kind of suffer in it, and every year I think cope. I should. <laughs> you don't, don't even try. Well, that's that's what I was going to say. Is that uh, yeah, we're we're going through a bit of a heat wave at the moment in the UK, and when it gets hot in the UK, it's not like in many other countries where they have air conditioning because they're used to it being hot for half the year uh, or all the year. Uh, over here, there's not a lot of AC unless you go in like sort of public buildings and things like that. Um, or I mean, the office has a bit of air conditioning, but it's not that good. Mm. Yeah, so why would you spend all that money for what accounts to a couple of days a year where you need it? It's, yeah. it's just, you just you just suffer through it. Yep. My car's air conditioning is broken as well and has been for years. So uh, it's terrible. It's not good. Um, I have two things that I do to sort of cope. Ooh. Um, 
One is put a get a spare water bottle and stick it in the fridge in the morning before you go to work, and then you have nice chilled water when you come home. Yes. Uh, another one is you get a tea towel, you make it all wet, you sort of wring it into sort of a horseshoe shape, and then you chuck it in the freezer, and then you take it out when it's frozen, and you put it around your neck. Oh, and if it's wow. really hot, that's what you do, because my flat is directly under the roof, and it's south-facing, and it gets fucking boiling. Yeah, and- your flat, I mean... Even the previous flat that you lived in in the same area used to get very warm. Yeah, so you've been gets very warm. With... The balcony doors don't do anything. Like it just, yeah. it's just really hot. I've discovered recently that much like they do on the continent when they uh, open the windows, but they keep the blinds or the, they they keep the the shutters shut, and mm. that keeps it cool. I've taken to just keeping my blinds closed all day, every day, mm. <laughs> and that does actually make a bit of difference in terms of the heat if the sun's not shining in. So. I could never yeah. do that. I feel like I'd just be so miserable sat in that dark room. I mean, yeah, I'd, I wouldn't be hot, but I don't know, there's, some, there's something cost? I feel sin- sinful yeah. about sh- shutting out the sun. I'm not injuring the day anyway, so it's not. Yeah. Uh, uh, so you come home to a cool house. Oh, I do. I do. Uh, there you go. I don't, I don't do a lot to keep cool, really. <laughs> I just, you know, wear, wear a T-shirt and shorts and open the windows, and that doesn't really help much. Um, but... I don't. I don't think I get quite as bothered by being hot uh, as other people do. Mm. Um, I think I'd probably rather be too hot than too cold. Some people say a lot of people I've heard say the other way around because they say, "Oh, if you're too cold, it's easy to warm up. Whereas if you're too hot, it's difficult to cool down." But um, don't know. I guess it just doesn't bother me that much, at, that- relatively speaking, anyway. Mm. Actually, I've, I've 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 remembered. I do have a yearly tradition. Whenever it gets hot, it's it's the it's 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 the sun's coming out, the serotonin boosts here, and it's time to unleash my favorite yearly tradition, and that is cold brew coffee. Ooh. And oh my Ooh. god, people, this is this is, this is well, this is uh, welcome to full capitalist podiats, sponsored by uh, Hario cold brew coffee pot on Amazon. Spend £20 on a cold brew coffee maker, and I swear to God, it will change your life. It is the best thing I've ever bought. It's, you, you, wow. you, you dump a load of coffee into the filter, pour through like a litre of water, leave it in your fridge overnight, then bam, you've got like a week's worth of cold coffee ready to go. And oh, it's so good. It's it's it's, it's crisp, it's refreshing. And for me, it's like, it's my personal like kind of indicator. Like, ah, summer's here. You've got your cold coffee. Let's go. I highly, rec- I highly recommend investing in one. So good. Oh, nice. I'll tell you one thing I do quite like when it's very warm is uh, we get rid of our duvet and we just sleep under a sheet. Oh, something about sleeping under a sheet that, oh, it's very refreshing. Big well, fan got, of that. I, I usually, t- well, it's at the point of the year now where I can't have anything over me and even paired with a fan, I'm still a bit warm. <laughs> so just, oh, really? I'm, See, that's... That's my issue. That's why I, w- I use a sheet because you might just say, "Well, why not just sleep with nothing to get rid of the sheet?" But I, I can't really sleep unless I've got something on me, so I have to just get the thinnest thing possible. Yeah, a sheet well. does do the job sometimes. Yeah. They're very warm. Hmm. Excellent. Good. Well, there's some tips. Yeah. Um, but if you've got better ideas of how we can keep cool without air conditioning, please do let us know. It'll yes, probably be please. too late by then, but I'm sure there'll be another little heat wave at some point this summer. Yes. So uh, clearly, we need. A bit more inspiration, probably. Um, so one last question here, uh, just a quick one. Stuart Christ at Stukalicious asked, how close are we to the It Is Beans Time shirt? Well, what a Stuart, great question. 
It's a good question, and uh, we're sort of well on our way, aren't we? It is. It will be happening, I think, is what we can say. Yes, we can say that they do exist in real life. T-shirts have been manufactured. Um, the, the, I will be visiting the office tomorrow to, to give them the, the Mikey seal of approval, make sure they're all happy with them. And uh, I think very soon you can expect them to see... You can expect them to grace the store.yorkscast shop and you can buy yourself a lovely new bit of Vidiot's merch. It's a very good design by Michael Johnson. It's, it's uh, how, how can you describe it? It's a visual monstrosity, but in all the right ways. <laughs> yeah, it looks amazing. And you should all buy five of them. Yeah. <laughs> the century of monetization kicks off with a new shirt coming soon. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, hopefully very soon. It's it's everything's going in the right direction. We're at the final stages now. So keep your eyes peeled. Yeah, this could be the shirt you freeze and put it, uh, not freeze, put in the fridge and wear in the morning where it's all nice and cold. Absolutely. Yes, it could be. Fridge shirt. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Fridge shirt. Well, fantastic. Is that all the questions and the things? That's everything. Brilliant. Oh. Thank you, Peter. You're welcome. Well, Michael, speaking of shops, is there one? <laughs> yes store.yogscast.com I want everyone at home to be sat F5ing repeatedly on the Vidiots page waiting for it is beans time to, to drop beans time. But, but if you just can't wait and you feel like spending some gosh darn money you can head on over and find an already absolutely amazing array of t-shirts all with beautiful beautiful designs for you to wear on your torso a hoodie for the summer, or maybe if in Australia, it's hoodie time. Hey, come on, mm, get, get, yeah. get, come on, warm up a little bit. Get it, your is on. <laughs> it is hoodie time. It is hoodie time. <laughs> and if you want something to drink a cold brew out of, we also have a, a lovely Podiat's mug. Go check it out. They're all lovely. But um, yes, new merch dropping soon. Store.yogscast.com. Fantastic. YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, all.com forward slash official. Uh, also bit.ly forward slash vidiots official discord that being camel case if you want to go check out our discord and chat to the five there are five people there now on the mm-hmm. discord go check it out mm-hmm. twitch.tv forward slash vidiots official sometimes we do stuff there sometimes we don't and that's it streamlabs.com forward slash podiots donations donate three pounds or more to get a shout out at the beginning and the end of the show and to join pod squad once again mikey kick us off lord brotovic Podiat's natural order again. Mr. Blobby becomes a golf coach. Pulga Red. Specky Becky. Donak 07. Kermit the Pog. Steven Scordes. Freddy Weber. Oo Bartek of Frothingham. Raindrop Joy. Farts McCool. The Achy Breaky Ian Jasper 57. The Generous. Check the Blobbies. And Miss, oh, Mr. Macker and Ben. Can I buy your bass amp, please? Yes. Also, I am herpes free since 2003. Mr. Blobby becomes a mortician. Nipple H, the far wall. Caroline, can I have mum's ashes? Fecal Jugson. Cheggy, cheggy, bang, bang. Alice, my melodies of life. The Scooby, uh, Scooby, Drooby, Drew. Jason Allenby, who was very generous. Mr. Macca. Oh, I missed out Cunt Cobain last time. No, no, Cunt Cobain. I'm so sorry, Cunt Cobain. Uh, for missing you the first time round, it's uh, it's an excellent name. Thank you very much. <laughs> oh, bless. No. Um, how do I YouTube Tony Hawk's prostate exam? Mm-hmm. 
Uh, and the very generous Ace at Grace. Sorry, Cunt Cobain. Sorry, Cunt Cobain. You've had your moment in the limelight now with us all repeatedly saying the words Cunt Cobain. Cunt Cobain. Cunt Cobain. We also have Make Ben Fast 2022, David Clittinson, Gromit's Lipstick and Cheese, Jenna Russ from Tom, Return of the Caroline, Caroline Can We Play Jackbox, Caroline No, Meaty Waffle Crust, A Brick Up My Dettol, Mr. Macca, Prince Beefcakes, Butt Cucumber Turns Brown, Big Titty Jesus 42, and the absurdly generous Corey Poindexter. Thank you so much, Pod Squad, and Cunt Cobain as well. Uh, And if you go to streamlabs.com forward slash poddy, it's donations, donate three pounds or more. You can join them on the next episode. Thank you so much. Uh, Peter, I don't suppose you have to hand what is out on videos this week. Oh, I did. I've closed all my tabs after my thing. Oh, oh no. Oh, beans um, time. Be- we'll never know. No, I'll, I'll just get it. Damn. Just, just, just one I moment. Mean, in the meantime, um, Mikey, where can people find you on the internet? At Boy on Twitter is the best place to keep up to date with all my antics and shenanigans. I stream uh, once a year at this rate on Twitch, but hey, keep an eye out. When I do twi- do, do do a Twitch, it's all the more magical, right? Right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you can also find Ben and I on social media at confused underscore dude and at that Peter Austin. Yes. Uh, that's over on Twitter. Or we are together um, at Team Triple Jump doing all sorts of things. Um, you, you've got Rules Boss over there. You've got Cooking. Um, worst Games Ever as well. Lots of things that were once proud members of the Vidiots world and are now Ours. no longer hours yes um okay so here we go uh i may have said this last time but skyrim grinch challenge piece of cake (laughs) worst cooking ever the official worst games ever meal skyrim zoo chapter 11 the rabbit apocalypse cometh um sunday funday playstation all-stars battle royale Uh, memory cards including crazy taxi metro last light and something else potty is episode six a talk. Oh, there's going to be oh. a lot as well because it's been that long since I read one. But uh, here we go. Person tat number 13, The Music Man Cometh. Worst games ever, Game Selection, 17th of May. Prove It, Spyro 2, Ripto's Rage, Part 1. Worst games ever, Shell Shock 2, Blood Trails. Ooh. Skyrim Zoo, Chapter 12, A Mammoth Edition. Sunday Funday, Little Big Planet. Memory Cards for May 21st. Prove It, Spyro Part 2. Uh, more, more, um, uh, gameplay there, live action challenge coming up. Post some tat number fourteen. Happy birthday, Ben! Oh yeah, it was uh, my birthday. Han Solo, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Han Solo Connect dance challenge, piece of cake. Uh, then the raw green screen footage as well. It's an unlisted <laughs> video. Uh, Prove it, Ripto's Rage live action challenge. Skyrim Zoo chapter thirteen, an icy excursion. Sunday Funday, you're in the movies. That's a classic. Yeah. Uh, memory cards for twenty eighth of May. Uh, next page Podiots episode 7 Craving McNuggies post some tap number 15 name redundant worst games ever game selection for the 31st of May Becoming Apes Crisis on the Planet of the Apes VR <laughs> where we sort of got in trouble for did. the way we played a game yeah. worst games ever for Sonic the Hedgehog uh, Sonic 06 Thought Parks The Walking Dead Living Nightmare Extreme oh. versus Three Vidiots was the title, apparently. Wow, it's a good title. 
Sunday Funday UFC Sudden Impact featuring MMA on point. Uh, memory cards for June the 4th. We're getting there, guys. We're getting there. Post some tap number 16, the one where they're all drunk. That's a good yeah. one. Tiny Peter dancing compilation.mpeg.wma.mp4. That's the compilation of what people did with the green screen footage. Tony Hawk's random control scheme challenge, piece of cake. Uh, Thought Park vlog, we lost Billy again. <laughs> Skyrim Zoo, chapter 14, Jesus Christ, it's dragon born. <laughs> Sunday Funday, you're in the movies, part two. Memory cards for June the 11th. Merch has arrived. That was our first merch when we were in the piss alley. Yes. Oh. Uh, with the VS1 shirts. Potty, it's episode eight, The Wizenator. Post some tap number 17, y'all need Jesus. Worst games ever game selection for June the 14th. Prove It, Passepartout, The Starving Artist, Part 1. Uh, worst games ever, Pimp My Ride. Skyrim Zoo, Chapter 15, The Responsible War for Skyrim. Um, that's the series finale, actually. Yeah. Sunday Fun Day, Jurassic World Evolution. Memory cards for June the 18th. Prove It, Passepartout, The Starving Artist, Part 2. Uh, post some tap number 18. And uh, that was on the 20th. So, that's it. Oh, and uh, making, on the day this podcast comes out, making celebrities in Fallout 3 yes. challenge. <laughs> Mr. Bean on the thumbnail. Yes. Oh, yeah. Excellent. Goodness me. So, there was a lot to catch up on there because, obviously, for the two episodes we recorded in Bristol, we did not do what's happening this week. So, uh, maybe I should have literally done just what was happening this week and missed out a whole chunk, but No. No. No, We're I should do it properly. Yeah, right. so much stuff. Go relive the year of of idiots right now. Yeah, that was honestly about a month and a half of idiots there. So, so much idiots, plenty to go at. Pimp my ride, worst games ever. Got one hundred and five thousand views. Great, holy shit. We should do, we should just yeah. redo some of these. I think on Triple Jump. Yeah, the, probably. The honestly, yeah, ones, you really we should. should just redo them and yeah. then just change who plays them. Uh, wonderful thank you so much for listening everybody why not leave us an iTunes review or a review slash rating on your platform of choice it helps to do something with Al Gore's rhythms I think is that it something like that mm -hmm. isn't it five star review please help us out share us around tell your friends uh, we are as we mentioned before going to go and see Dick and Dom live and we do have access to a VMP, uh, VMP VIP meet and <laughs> greet uh, and we do want to bring them something weird to sign Something very strange. Uh, perhaps, not necessarily as the final question, but maybe those of you who are thinking of joining Pod Squad for next episode, maybe you could suggest items mm. in your Pod Squad yeah. names Ooh. for uh, us to bring along. Yeah. Ooh. What do you guys think of a final question, though? Oh, final question. Um... How do you keep cool? Because we yeah. we apparently don't have that that much in the ballpark. Want to hear some really out there out there bonkers stuff? I'm going to die. Clever stuff. Going to die. Hmm. Well, we'll catch you soon, everybody. Look after yourselves. Bye. Bye bye. Woo